Book One, The Pioneers, Chapter Two of the Book of Missionary Heroes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Vernon Schmidt, The King of One Ninety Two. The Book of Missionary Heroes by Basil Matthews. Chapter Two The Men of the Shingle Beach. Wilfred of Sussex. Date born A.D. 634. Incidents A.D. 666 and 681. Twelve hundred and fifty years ago, a man named Wilfred sailed along the south coast of a great island in the North Seas. With him in the ship were a hundred and twenty companions. The voyage had started well, but now the captain looked anxious as he peered out under his curved hand, looking first north and then south. There was danger in both directions. The breeze from the south stiffened to a gale. The mast creaked and strained as the gathering storm torn at the mainsail. The ship reeled and pitched as the spiteful waves smote her high bow and swept hissing and gurgling along the deck. She began to jib like a horse and refused to obey her rudder. Wind and current were carrying her out of her course. In spite of all the captain's sea craft, the ship was being driven nearer to the dreaded low shingle beach of the island that stretched along the northern edge of the sea. The captain did not fear the coast itself, for it had no rocks. But the lines deepened on his weather-scarred face as he saw gathering on the shelving beach the wild, yellow-haired men of the island. The ship was being carried nearer and nearer to the coast. All on board could now see the men of the shingle beach waving their spears and axes. The currents and the wind swung the ship still closer to the shore, and now, even above the whistle of the gale in the cordage, the crew heard the wild whoop of the wreckers. These men on the beach were the sons of pirates, but they were now cowards compared with their fathers, for they no longer lived by the wild sea-rovers' fight that had made their fathers' blood leap with the joy of the battle. They lived by a crueler craft. Waiting till some such vessel as this was swept ashore, they would swoop down on it, harry and slay the men, carry the women and children up for slaves, break up the ship, and take the wood and stores for fire and food. They were beachcombers. An extra swing of the tide, a great wave, and with a thud the ship was aground, stuck fast in the yielding sands. With a wild yell, and with their tawny manes streaming in the wind, the wreckers rushed down the beach, brandishing their spears. Wilfred, striding to the side of the ship, raised his hand to show that he wished to speak to the chief. But the island men rushed on like an avalanche, and started to storm the ship. Snatching up arms, poles, rope-ins, whatever they could find, the men on board beat down upon the heads of the savages as they climbed up the ship's slippery side. One man after another sank wounded on the deck. The fight grew more obstinate. But at last the men of the shingle beach drew back up the sands, baffled. The men of the shingle beach might have given up the battle had not a fierce priest of their god of war leapt onto a mound of sand and lifting his naked arms to the skies called on the god to destroy the men in the ship the savages were seized with a new frenzy and swept down the beach gin wilfred gathered his closest friend round him and was quietly kneeling on the deck praying to his god for deliverance from the enemy 
the fight became desperate again the savages were driven back up the beach once more they rallied and came swooping down on the ship but a pebble from the sling of a man on the ship struck the savage priest on the forehead he tottered and fell on the sand this infuriated the savages yet it took the heart out of these men who were trusted in their god of war meanwhile the tide had been creeping up it swung in still further and lifted the ship from the sand the wind veered the sails strained slowly but with gathering speed the ship stood out to sea followed by howls of rage from the men on the beach some years passed by yet wilfred in all his travels had never forgotten the men of the beach and strangely enough he wanted to go back to them at last the time came when he could do so this time he did not visit them by sea after he had preached among the people in a distant part of the same great island wilfred with four faithful companions eapa pada burkhelm and oedi walked down to the south coast of the island as he came to the tribe he found many of them gathered on the beach as before but the fierceness was gone they tottered with weakness as they walked the very bones seemed ready to come through their skin they were starving with hunger and thirst from a long drought when no grain or food of any kind would grow and now they were gathered on the shore and a long row of them linked hand in hand would rush down the very beach upon which they had attacked wilfred and would cast themselves into the sea to get out of the awful agonies of their hunger are there not fish in the sea for food asked wilfred yes but we cannot catch them they answered wilfred showed the wandering men of the shingle beach how to make large nets and then launched out in the little boats that they owned and let the nets down for hour after hour wilfred and his companions fished while the savages watched them from the beach with hungry eyes as the silver shining fish were drawn gleaming and struggling into the boats at last as evening drew on the nets were drawn in for the last time and wilfred came back to the beach with hundreds of fish in boats with eager joy the men of the beach lit fires and cooked the fish their hunger was stayed the rain for which wilfred prayed came they were happy once more then wilfred gathered them all around him on the beach and said words like these you men tried to kill me and my friends on this beach years ago trusting in your god of war you failed there is no god of war there is but one god a god not of war but of love who sent his only son to tell about his love that son jesus christ who fed the hungry multitudes by the side of the sea with fish sent me to you to show love to you feeding you with fish from the sea and feeding you with his love which is the bread of life the wandering savages spear in hand shook their matted hair and could not take it in at once yet they and their boys and girls had already learned to trust wilfred and soon began to love the god of whom he spoke now those savages were the great 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 grandfathers and mothers of the english-speaking peoples of the world the north sea island was britain the beach was at selsey near trichester on the south coast and the very fact that you and i are alive today the shelter of our homes, the fact we can enjoy the wind on the heath in camp, our books and sport and school. All these things come to us through men like Wilfred and St. Patrick, St. Columba 
and St. Ninian, St. Augustine, and others who in the days of long ago came to lift our fathers from the wretched, quarrelsome life and from the starving helplessness of the men of the shingled beach. The people of the North Sea Islands and of America and the rest of the Christian world have these good things in their life because there came to save our forefathers heroic missionaries like Wilfred, Columba, and Augustine. There are today men of the South Sea Islands who are even more helpless than our Saxon grandfathers. To get without giving is mean. To take the torch and not pass it on is to fail to play the game. We must hand on to others the light that has come to us. Footnotes. The chief authority for the story of Wilfred is Bede. End of chapter 2.